Welcome to Pumpkin Spice Podcast. This is a podcast that is recorded in my apartment with my dog who's drinking right now. And with me as always is... Brittany! Hi! Hey, Brittany! Hi! Hey, Brittany! And now it's your turn to do your name. My name is Rob Schulte. And here we are once again with another public episode. Now, some people say, I thought you were only doing Patreon in the off season, and you know what I tell them? Well, I actually, it was me. I was like, hey, maybe, you know, get with the generous times of the season. I'm taking all the credit. I was like, give the people what they want. They, they deserve it. Whether they've been naughty or nice, which brings us to the subject at hand. Our live show? Yes. We did a live show last night with our special guest, John DeVore, a writer, a culture writer, an essayist, He's been in Vanity Fair, Esquire, um, Eater. Wow. Uh, and it was a really great time. There, See, the biggest part about this for me, Brittany, is that you came to New York strictly for this show and this show alone. Well, that's a... No, I, I feel like you misunderstood, man. I, I came here to meet your dog. Oh, that's right. You got a dog. I was like, gotta come visit now because he's not allowed on the plane for sure. And I am for some reason. Where do they draw the line? I don't know, but somewhere between me and Clive. <laughs> so yeah, I came here to meet your dog, but um, I scheduled it around the live show. That's true. The good thing about Alamo Draft House is that there's really no BS. It's like, hey, just so you know, we show movies and then you're going to talk afterwards. So there's a microphone. Plug in your recorder here and go. I thought you were going to say the best part about Alamo Draft House is the boozy milkshakes. I got wasted. Yeah, uh, my eggnog milkshake first came out with booze and then came out again without booze. I only ordered one, but I was uh, ice cream rich last night. Clive, do you have something to say? Oh, okay. No, he just wanted to eat the microphone. Cool. Cool, yeah. Oh, great. Now the microphone smells like dog. I apologize so much. Okay, before we get into the episode, so what what happened? What happened? We Alamo's like, hey, we love Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Is that what well, maybe I emailed them, but then they were like, oh, cool, horror movie podcast. Looks like you got some downloads and some attention. We've got Silent Night. Wait, let me preface this. The first sentence was, we won't be able to show any Chucky movies this October because it's too short a notice. But in December... We're locking in Silent Night, Deadly Night on 35mm. Would you like to do a podcast recording after that? And I said, yes, please. Now, Brittany, what's your takeaway from last night? We were missing Graham Young. Yeah. I mean, and I was personally missing my brother Graham High, but that's unrelated. <laughs> Sorry, Rob's reaching, no, re- <laughs> Rob's reaching for the microphone. No, the big takeaway, that uh, boozy milkshakes, Silent Night, Deadly Night, I had already seen it a couple times in preparation. And Rob said it was going to change, you know, my experience if, when I watched it on 35 millimeter and his girlfriend, Jess, was like, yeah. And also you'll realize because you're not allowed to like use your phone, you'll realize there are parts that you were looking at your phone when you're watching it at home. And I was like, no, no, I definitely watched it multiple times. And then there was a part I turned to her and I was like, this is definitely a part. I was looking at my phone because I don't remember. <laughs> I... It was a struggle for me to not make the entire podcast recording just about the music in that movie. 
uh, you were the one that, besides like Deck the Halls, another like public domain Christmas song, every Christmas song you heard in the movie was written for the movie? That's what I read, but you know, don't take my word for it. <laughs> Do the research yourself, listeners. We, we, just, we just compile thoughts and phrases and put them out to you. If Graham was here, he would be able to tell you. That is true. Graham Young, thanks for listening. We're going to schedule this in one of these days. We're going to have a recording with all three of us. I'm very excited for that. That is the year of giving up Facebook and recordings with all three of us. I almost phrased that in an awkward way. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about the event without just letting people hear the event. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hop right in. Let's do it. All right. And then uh, afterwards... I've got a couple of words for you that you might also have heard in the episode that's live, but we're going to make them a little more clear. All right. Enjoy the show. Santa's watching. Santa's creeping. Now you're nodding. Now you're sleeping. Hello. Hi. Thanks for sticking around. Wasn't that awesome? Welcome to Pumpkin Spice Podcast. My name's Rob Schulte. I'm one of the hosts of this show. The other host is the Echo. <laughs> I just needed my space. <laughs> I'm Brittany. Hi. And, uh, and we have a special Hi. guest, uh, writer John DeVore. Hi. Hello. Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming out here. We're going to make this... Uh, a quick one for you all. We've got three different uh, things I'd like to talk about today, not one of which being why there's a 30-year-old bully kicking kids off of their sleds. I don't get it. But that leads me to my first thought, our immediate takeaways of this film. I've seen it a handful of times, but I find something new each time, and it's really back to those bullies. I, I have never been that excited to ride a, a, a sled in my life. And although those kids were kind of dicks, I see the joy, like the Christmas joy in them wanting to have fun. What about you, Brittany? What's your immediate takeaway? Gosh, I hope this isn't too deep, but um, isn't it like really something that he became the thing he feared the most? Wow. I was like, damn. Yeah, I, uh, th- that was frightening in wow. more ways than one. And it's like the sons taking on the sins of their fathers. Anyway, John, how about you? I, so you I'm know, trying to piggyback, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I ha- this is the first time I've ever seen this film. Oh, my God. And this movie has been with me for 30 years. I remember staring at the video cassette box when I was a little kid. This was before... You know, Blockbuster sanitized video stores, and video stores were run by perverts, and there was only one copy of RoboCop and 40 copies of movies like this. So I'm reeling a little, but my first big takeaway, I guess, is I didn't expect a complex psychological portrait of trauma. Yeah. I mean, he has, Billy has a code. Don't be naughty. Don't have premarital sex. Don't be a nun. Yeah. He's, he's basically the Christmas Punisher. 
And so that surprised me, right? I mean, he don't, don't be naughty. And then you won't get an arrow in it, although she really didn't do anything. She didn't do no. anything she didn't to deserve no, that. Really, naughty at all. And also, too, if you have a good hiding spot, <laughs> stay there. Those cardboard boxes are not doing anyone any he help. Would never, well, she could have just stayed, though. Right, yeah. but no, the moment he falls, she... I, she shouldn't have done that. But like, like don't. when you have a good hiding spot, though, you're just like, but by the way, <laughs> I was here. I kind of want you to know, remember E.T.? That was a good hiding spot. That was a great um, one. That was a good hiding spot. Well, also, why was that bow and arrow so lethal? Well, I think the bigger, uh, the uh, 80s, right? Sure. There was a, a one moment when one of the orphans had an M16 toy oh, gun. Yeah. But anyway, in Ira's toy store was a fully functional bow and arrow ready to kill. And that, my friend, is the 80s. Yeah. Rambo 2 had just come out. Well, Anywho. that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on to part two of this recording, everyone. Uh, I'm a fan of the Arsenio Hall Show and CNC Music Factory, and especially the phrase, things that make you go, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Okay. So, just to kick it off, I've got a thing that made me go, hmm, okay? And that is that I'm not sure a human punched up this script. It was written and sat on someone's desk for maybe seven years or so, and then some sort of bot got its hands and like knew the elements of a horror film, but threw in too much in some areas, not enough in others, and put it completely out of order. What did you want more of? What, are you complaining? Is there something? No, more, I just more feel like nudity? no. Well, there it was sleazy enough. I could enough. have done some more of that. Yeah. I mean, well, you got to understand that that was the internet in 1984. Oh, true. <laughs> but like, okay, so I think for the movie's sake, you only need one trauma. You need the beginning trauma with the parents. <laughs> No, my friend. Oh, no, yeah. please. No, no, you need as much trauma as possible. Billy, again, all slashers of that era had a very concise sort of story, right? Jason in the lake and his mom, Freddy Krueger being killed by, you know, the, the, the avenging parents, Michael, mm -hmm. you know. This was, I mean, this is complicated. This was, I liked it. I was into it. I got into the head of Billy. I understood Billy. We're I'm all right about Billy. You. you should be. Okay, well, what about you then, Brittany? Well, you know how my first thing, I was like, oh, it's really deep. <laughs> sure. Well, the second one, I'm just like, do any of these people wear bras? Because every time they're like <laughs> bursting open a shirt, it's just bare boobies underneath. Yeah. It's like, isn't there a step in between? And it's the 80s. It's not the 70s. So I would have ex expected right. a little right? bit more in the 70s. Uh, you know. Hair and all of that. It just made me go, hmm. Yeah, it's true. I wasn't complaining. It was just hmm, hmm, as, a, as, an, as hmm. an excellent observation. No, no one. And also, why? Why did she put on her shorts? To let <laughs> Not a top. She I know. Like, if the neighbors see me topless and in my underwear, that's too much. Yes. Gonna put on the Daisy Dukes, and I'm good in that neighborhood. Yes. So many questions. My uh, yeah. Well, okay. I'm gonna save that one later. That's a personal. You story. know, I. <laughs> I, I had a thing that made me go, I had so many hmms. Please, John. Start at the beginning. I mean, I had that Jab of the Hut playset. And we got at least three shots of that. And I was like, did Lucas, did they, was this like stealth advertising? Well, there's a lot of Gumby, too, so I don't know. Mr. Need that. Sims has a drinking problem. 
Absolutely. And I just wanted to mention that. Sort of what I was thinking, I was like, he seems nice, to, but he had a, he has a lot of pain, is what I felt. Oh, definitely. You know, it's Christmas Eve. Didn't loosen that tie what, once. Who gets, what employer gets his employees fucked up on Christmas Eve? He's lonely. I don't think he sees the obvious affection for the, the, the poor woman. The that gets Right, yeah. you know. He's got a lot of pain. And in the 80s, he didn't really have many places to go with that pain. And I just, wanted the to, I, I just wanted so. to mention that I, as I was sitting there, I was thinking, Mr. Sims, man, talk to me. I kind of enjoyed his immediate excitement to start drinking. Because Mr. Sims has a problem. I know. He I runs, a, that's all he he runs a toy store. Like, yeah. Maybe I related too much to that moment, but he is a sad man. And if he would have made it a little bit longer, he would have been rich. All those Job of the Hut play sets, like, no one's buying all of them. Right. eBay, baby. If you had a little bit of foresight. All right. Wrap it up with the third segment here. Our key takeaways culturally or psychologically or for you as an individual. I say that I find it odd that this movie got uh, all the protesters and not Christmas Evil or any other sort of films that came out before. I don't know if it had to do with satanic panic on the rise or things of that nature. But it's uh, something was happening cosmically. Could have been all of the lead the children were eating. Uh, Speak more on that. Well, in 1990, there was a dramatic decrease in crime. Anyway, you can look up that later. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> Rob socioeconomic corner. That's fascinating. But only tidbits that you have Just to... Like, what, what am I supposed to Google with that? Subscribe to the podcast, and I'll tell you everything. Uh, but I will read a letter from a concerned parent that I felt was pretty poignant. My three-year-old son saw the television commercial for Silent Night, Deadly Night last night and now refused to sit on Santa's lap for our annual Christmas picture. How dare producer Ira Barmack rob my child of their and others like him of their fantasy? What next? A marauding turkey on Thanksgiving? Sincerely, Paige Hurley, concerned parent. I mean, I can I connect to that because when I would stare, I mean, uh, there were two video uh, pieces of video cassette art that obsessed me as a kid, and that was Ghoulies, because I was mm-hmm. like, that goblin's come out of the toilet. The fuck's that? I'm afraid of all toilets. Um, and Silent Night, Deadly Night, because that was like sacrilege. I stared at it like the monkeys in the monolith in 2001. I could not <laughs> conceive of Santa with an axe. Uh, uh, so Except I, for firewood, right? Sure, right. Keep he's the coming fire down. Going. Dad has dad has a lot of firewood. I, so I, I connect with that in that era too, because like you know, my mom didn't let me play D and D reindeer games. Uh, she she didn't let me play Dungeons and Dragons because she was sure it was the off end to Satanism. Mm-hmm. So like that era, the the the, the mid eighties, there was just crazy parental fears and and culture that I just don't I don't know if they're around like that today. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's well. Maybe that's this section. I don't know. I remember Marilyn Manson being a, yeah, a, right. a, a okay. scared, but now his music is pump up jams before a basketball game. So is I, it? wow. What kind yeah, of basketball games are you going to? I don't know. But Brittany, do you have any cultural or key takeaways for yourself? Well, gosh, I didn't realize they needed to be cultural. No, but you can you know, do whatever that you want. Part, I don't care. You know the part with the sledders and the guys like. Are you having a religious experience, or did you just pee your pants? Oh, the funny guy. Yeah, but I'm like, why can't it be both? That's how I feel about this film. I'm like, it's both. I'm not here. I peed my pants. I found Jesus. It's all there. Is that why you left? (laughs) 
I needed a moment. Yeah, I think this movie might be incredible. I, I was, I, I sort of wanted, I was sort of came in here, and I was gonna be like, you know, this is gonna be fun, it'd be kitschy, it's whatever, right? It's suddenly that deadly night, but I was like, this is something else. Did it change you? I, I might have again, like. There was some catharsis. There was some Aristotelian sort of like poetics going on. Billy suffered a tragedy. He 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 was a, you know a victim of his own flaws. Um, first and foremost, that he saw. I want to hear this one out, John. Phantom mucker, murder and abuse. Oh, okay, uh, you know, yes, I I felt some. Fear and pity for Billy. For when, sure. For when sure. he was, when he died. <laughs> you're like you're. He's a victim. Like he wasn't habilitated, rehabilitated. He wasn't. Not, and the brother, at the point that you brought up, the brother's gonna suffer. Oh yeah, big time. I wonder and if that's gonna children. happen in a sequel. A squeakquel. <laughs> Same time next week, everyone. Anyway, so to close up this, we like to read a letterboxed review. I found one that was fairly short, and it goes like this. It's from Collie Adams. Sure, Billy was a psychotic murderer, but did you see how handsome he was? I was thinking the same Would thing. Would happily take an axe to the gut as long as I was allowed to sit on his knee and discuss how naughty and or nice I'd wow. be in this year. Uh, heart emoji, tongue emoji, heart emoji. Oh. Please, John. Just, uh, Naughty. One other small thing. Oh, bring it on. One, uh, just, I, how, he's Terminator strong. His first kill is strangling that guy with the Christmas tree. And he's like super strong? It's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's trauma, baby. What? <laughs> As we know, when you face good. trauma, it gives you the stronger strengths. Thank you all for Thank coming out, yes. listening to Pumpkin Spice Podcast after Silent Night, Deadly Night. Thank you, Alamo Drafthouse. Make sure to, you know, if you've ever listened to a podcast, subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you find them. Brittany, do you have anything to plug? Oh, totally. If you guys like listening to podcasts about like Home Improvement and Frasier, Dawson's Creek, like 90s shows, we also have podcasts called The TV to- Show Show. The TV Show Show, not The TV Toe Show. That's weird. No, that's that weird. doesn't make any sense. There's a Wikipedia for that, though. Subscribe. Yes, subscribe to that. Check it out. And John, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, I had a lot of fun. This was great. Can we sing a chorus of Silent Night, Deadly Night? Let's do it. Who's Santa's ready? Santa's waiting. Santa's waiting. I know. All right. Thank you, everyone. So, Rob, what did you think the audience reaction was? I have some thoughts on it, but, you know, let's let's let men go first for once, right? <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Surprisingly, a lot of laughs for you and John, and a lot of uh, blank stares, and was that a joke for me? But they were very engaged. I meant the movie, but um, sure, yeah, let's make it more about us. (laughs) Okay, the audience loved it. There was a lot of laughing, there was a lot of hooting and hollering. Everyone was just having a dang old good time. I got a haircut for the event. My old coworker, David. Hi, David. Thanks for listening, man. And thanks for coming out. That was cool. He didn't like it. So I have a feeling that this movie may not be for everyone. Yeah. Um, John DeVore certainly had, as, as we just heard, had some positive yet mixed feelings. Um, a couple of my friends showed up as well. Um, there were so many of you. 
Mark, Fish, Jothan, Tina, Greg, yes, and so many more. Gavin, Audrey, you all seem to have a positive good time. Yeah. Jason. Jaden. Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, this has been Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review because that's how we move up on the ranks of podcasting. But also, you can get our bonus episodes over at Patreon. If you're like, you know what, a review is not enough, I'd like to give a little bit of money and get a little bit in return. Brittany, where else can they hear you and I? On the TV show show. It's a show, a podcast, that we talk about um, television shows like Frasier and Home Improvement. All the classics. Quantum Leap, that was a long one. So, you can hear our voices publicly, privately. Here's a... Well, yeah. Um, I have an idea. If you're listening to this episode... Maybe this is an episode you play on Christmas Eve for your family when everyone's like, hey, should we play a board game? Should we do a family activity? Oh, hey, I I have an idea. There is a podcast. Um, It's Christmas themed, holiday themed. Maybe we can all get some cocoa and listen to it. That sounds like a good call. All right, until next time, thank you, everyone. Bye. Merry Christmas. Keep it spooky.